right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Live from the Kill House, as you can see in the physical establishment, I will be hosting Substitute Teaching tonight. It is the Beluga Icarito Neil Schuster, joined by Mr. TC himself. TC, what's going on? Gentlemen, great to be here. Substitute Teacher Neil in the house. Randy and I will, will roam free this evening. And, and making a triumphant return to his PGA Tour roots and coverage, Mr. Big himself. Randy, how are you? I'm great, guys. TC, we, sh- we should have switched up our names, uh, seeing if uh, the substitute teacher noticed. Well, I let the people know online that we're going to go over last week's homework, and then we're just going to roll the uh, TV and VCR into the classroom and maybe watch some Seinfeld reruns or things. We're not, gonna, we're, not, we're not taking it super serious this week, but our show is brought to us, brought to you by High Noon. High Noon Sunsips, the presenting Sunsips, excuse me, the presenting sponsor of the No Laying Up Live show. And you know what? They're here. New high noon tequila seltzers made with real Blanco tequila and real juice. Listen, I love the vodka, but I'm excited about the tequila. And with Cinco de Mayo, you know, just a few days ago, I, uh, you know, I, I might have had a few. So what are you guys drinking tonight? What's, uh, what's the flavor we're going with? I got a strawberry uh, tequila seltzer. You know, my guy hit her Blanco. Hitter Blanco tequila, always, always refreshing. Uh, perfect day here in Jack's. Couldn't, couldn't match up better with the high noon. I love it, Randy. What do you got? Me and all, uh, me and all the boys. We we got through the tequila, so had to run and grab some some vodka sun sips. This is a watermelon flavor, which is perfect. I'm right there with you. I'm on a peach vodka tonight. Uh, I think the boys ran through the uh, tequila downstairs in the in the kill house as well. But you know. No worries. They're all 100 calories, gluten-free, no added sugar. So look out for the tequilas. They're hitting shelves. Uh, it should be hitting shelves all over the country uh, this month with the uh, the arrival of Cinco de Mayo. And you can look for High Noon on Drizzly or at your local convenience slash liquor store. Or just visit highnoonspirits.com to find a location carrying High Noon near you. All right, gentlemen, results from around the golf world. On the PGA Tour, Wyndham Clark runs away with the Wells Fargo Championship in Charlotte, LPGA. We have Thailand and Australia squaring off in the finals of the International Crown. USA versus Sweden in the third-place match. That is live right now on the West Coast. We'll get to that towards the end of the show. I know Mr. Big and TC were out there mixing it up with the commish and uh, Cody this week. And Cody. And Cody. And, of course, you know what? I forgot to introduce Cody. Cody's working the ones and twos, as always, tonight. Hardest-working producer in the game. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all that you do, Cody. Uh, on the DP World Tour, Adrian Moronk wins the Italian Open by one shot over, Ro- is it Romaine? Romaine Langasque. TC, I appreciate your help on that one. You know I struggle with my pronunciation. Uh, and then on the Corn Ferry Tour, we've got, uh, I think they're on a two-week break. So nothing, nothing doing over there. The, uh, <laughs> the Live Squad is off this week as well. So let's start with the Wells Fargo. Wyndham Clark. And I want to shout out to TourVisor13 on Twitter. Said, yeah, I couldn't say it any better, quote, Big day for Wyndham Rewards members everywhere. And I, and I think rewarded. that kind of yeah. sums it up. So, uh, you know, a little shaky on the front nine today, uh, but then he makes a big birdie on the uh, almost drivable eighth hole. Uh, really, really good up and downs on 10 and 11. The one on 11 was really good, short-sided bunker. 
Um, and then he stretches the lead there. Xander's all over the map off the tee early in the back nine. And then he, I think he shoots, what, three, four under on the back and kind of runs away with it, four-shot lead. So what do you guys think? What what does this Wyndham Clark win do for you, Randy? Let's start with you. Well, it's just a real... <laughs> wait to hear this. Yeah, well, I, I think we, we got to start. It's just a really proud day for me. Um, Wyndham was on my... Uh, I, I drafted him many, many moons ago on... Uh, on the old competition that we used to run. And so it's nice to see him graduating to success. But in, in all seriousness, I was really curious, you know, obviously chasing his first win, sleeping on a lead, a guy like Xander, uh, some other big names on the leaderboard, a golf course that can be difficult. There were, you know, some shockingly high numbers, both, you know, for total round plus a, a lot of damage that could go that that could be done on s- certain holes. So my big thing was how how's he going to respond to this? And you know when when Xander nose to head on the front nine, I, I think I I kind of expected Wyndham to go away. So I was super impressed with how he regrouped, uh, made those four birdies to to start the back nine, and I mean just ended all the drama so honestly kudos to him i i can't think of a more impressive weirdly stress-free first pga tour victory in recent memory really yeah just impressive he's been playing some golf man he hasn't missed a cut since october of last year you know i know cuts aren't aren't as important as they used to be uh in this new pga tour you know world but uh solo fifth at the valspar Turns around, goes down to Punta Cana. Wasn't even in uh, the elevated event. He goes to Punta Cana, you know, six, solo six there, and then third at the team event in, in New Orleans. So pretty good season overall, but, you know, just hadn't broken through for that win. He's 29 years old, kind of a – I hesitate to call him a late bloomer because he was really good at Oklahoma State, and I think he was really good at Oregon. Cameron Morfitt had a really good article in uh, on PGATour.com just about – Oh, he's kind of turned around his attitude. I think that was kind of the rap on him uh, here over the last few few years. It was just, you know, he got way, way down on himself, very negative. Uh, it sounded like he got into the self-help book game, Neil. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll try you with a couple of these. Let's see here, book-wise, Neil, because I know you're a huge, huge self-help book guy. The I, obstacle, I got no with self-help. Yeah, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday and The sure. Energy Bus by John Gordon. Ryan Holiday, he's like the Stoic master. Okay. It's, it's the uh, the old Stoics from the from the Roman Empire. You got to lie like dogs. You know, keep yourself honest, stay humble, stay hungry. Uh, you know, just just don't get out over your skis in life. Is basically, I would say, the moral of the story. I'm sure some commenters are going to flame me for my my roundup of Stoicism there. Randy, I feel like you might be a Stoic. I uh, I well, I meant to mention this off the top. You know. Of of the group, I, I think I'm the only one with actual student teach or uh, substitute teaching experience. <laughs> so Neil, I, sure. I wanted to congratulate you, but certainly you have to bring some stoicism into the classroom as a substitute teacher. I actually didn't, I, you know, good for Wyndham. I it's it's crazy. As a little tease, we were uh, we, we were out at TPC Harding Park, which we'll get to, and we recorded a podcast with Lilia Vu and Lilia also big into the self-help books they've they've been instrumental in kind of her figuring things out and get to a much better place so 
We'll absolutely never knock that. I, I love people reading. Good for Wyndham. Uh, I, yeah. I honestly, I don't know much about stoicism, so I, I can't go further with the bit there. But uh, no, that's, you know, I, uh, good for him. And, and, you know, just from the telecast too, I know his mom played a, a big role in his life and and this was a special win on that on that front as well so um yeah mom mom passed away of breast cancer when he was at oklahoma state right yeah so well tc yeah. i think you kind of you rounded it up pretty well i mean since the rsm he's had five top tens it seems like his game's been trending well he's 25th in total strokes gained heading into this week i didn't realize this he's eighth in driving distance i mean this was kind of news to me this week maybe you guys are going to flame me for it but I didn't realize he hit the ball so far. I mean, three right. he's averaging three twelve off the tee, yeah. but he's he was kind of all over the ballpark today. I, I feel like all even down the back nine when he's making birdies, he was in at least you know three or four not good spots. You know, off the tee, it feels like he was kind of missing left. He and Xander were both kind of had the two way miss going. So again, I think he he for for someone trying to track down their first win, I'm really impressed with how he's getting the ball up and down, and uh, you know kind of right in the ship before just kind of zooming off with the win. Yeah, I think overall, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like this week kind of sucked. It's just like not a, it's just not an interesting event. Like I have quail hollow fatigue. It's just like, it just doesn't do anything for me, man. And like slapping a designated label on it and just calling it a designated event. Like it just, it's not, it's not going to fly for me. Yeah, I'd love to. Maybe we don't have to dig in right this second, but that is interesting. Well, we'll unpack it in in just a second. Uh, before you guys take over the class here, I want to get us back on on my teaching plan. I do have a question. So, Wyndham Clark, as we mentioned, first time winner. Before this, what would what would you say? What was your what, what first thing that comes to mind with Wyndham Clark? You're like a memory from the golf course from the last I don't know five years. Uh, Neil, out I hand mean, up. I literally I don't know if I have one. In all honesty, well, kinda, do you have one? Yeah, I do. I have him trying to go for it from behind the trees at the Honda and just like one of the worst decisions ever on, on 18 from like the right side of the fairway, just like in jail. And he decided to like try to send it and he hit it in the water and, you know, dropped like three spots on the leaderboard. And I asked that question because it's one of these like, he's clearly been playing really good golf, but, you know, we watch a ton of golf and we don't know much about him. So I'm wondering as he's, designated events you know we could talk about whether this, we're slapping a label on an event that doesn't matter but this does elevate a guy like Wyndham Clark from maybe that I don't know maybe mule category into mini pony category or was he already a mini pony moving into thoroughbred category where do you guys stand on that I think he's a mini pony I mean you know one win does not make a thoroughbred no I don't think it makes him I, a thoroughbred but it certainly seems like he has the tools uh, to, yeah. to win again, it's just you know winning, winning so hard. Um, I I don't know, Neil. I I think that's something that I jotted down for myself. Is I guess I'm most curious to see what's next for Wyndham. Can can he keep the strong run of play going? You know, throughout this PGA Tour season, he's never finished inside the top seventy in a major. Um, he's missed I think three out of five cuts in majors. Um, but he's going to have a lot more opportunities. He obviously gets into the Masters next year. I, I, I think that's you know, are, are we going to see him in contention in in, in a big spot like that? But I, I, I wish I knew the answer. I don't know the answer. I, I think if I had to guess, maybe he picks off another winner or two, you know, over the next several years. But 
I don't think I'm ready to anoint him in, in that. Certainly not a thoroughbred, and I'm not even sure I'd put him in that tier below just yet either. And really, given all the all the news breaking out of Churchill Downs this week, I'm not even sure that, that we can consider thoroughbreds thoroughbreds at this point. You know, with all of them. He might not want to be off. one. Yeah, they might put him down. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It was a tough week for the horses. I, I, I will echo that sentiment, TC. Uh, but Randy, to your point, I, I don't think this win, if you start looking at the stats, like it, it didn't really sneak up. I mean, he's been trending. Yeah. So it, now, did it take him over 100 starts to get there? Sure. But it's back to the, the self-help books and guys that get on, had a great college career, get on tour, struggle, and then find their way. I have so much respect for that, yeah. knowing how many guys don't do that. Like we've talked about that with Max. I think we've talked about it recently with Jason Day. It's like seeing guys kind of go through it a little bit, wallow, and then break out again is an easy thing for me to root for. So I'm hoping this is a sustained thing. I guess I think uh you know he also switched from PXG over the last couple of years. I can't help but yeah. <laughs> can't help but think that was that was probably helpful in his in his development. Because I think he's been playing right. that like since Oregon. <laughs> Do you think he got so, discharged right first class? Did he go AWOL? Yeah. What's what's going on there? Uh Neil, that Max Homa, that I, I think that's maybe best case for Wyndham. You know, you think back like three years and Max is about three years older than Wyndham. Max picks up his first win to win at the Wells Fargo. Um, I, I think, you know, a little bit like Wyndham. I, I think we all kind of saw that Max Homa victory coming. He had, he had started to play really well. And so, you know, fast forward a few years and Max has what five, five PGA tour wins now, six PGA tour wins. Um, I guess there's certainly a universe where Wyndham Clark could could go on a similar run over the next two, three years. I think that's what I'm just really curious about is, you know, is, is he going to kind of add to the depth that is American golf with with the team competitions and, and all of that stuff? Well, before we uh, move on to the Quill Hollow fatigue, I do want to get there because I think I have a few things to say there. I want to uh, give a shout out to our next sponsor. Tonight's show is also brought to you by the Titleist TSR Drivers, the most played driver on the PGA Tour for the last four seasons and counting. Every week on tour, more players game a Titleist driver than any other brand. 33% of the field this week at Wells Fargo was in a Titleist driver, including champion Wyndham Clark. Again, guys, that's one-third of the field. That's a pretty big number. The most popular driver model on PGA Tour is the TSR 3, which, TC, I believe you're gaming. I'm I gaming. I love it. shit out of it, Neil. It also happens to be the choice of our friend KVV, who recently got dialed into one of Titleist uh, TSR3s by an expert fitter. Uh, we posted a video this week of KVV's full bag fitting on YouTube, and we will be giving away a free TSR driver fitting and a free driver to our favorite comment on KVV's fitting video. So here's how to win. You go to the YouTube channel, no laying up, you subscribe, you watch the video, you leave a comment you think we'll like. Randy, what kind of comments do you think we like? I think it's gotta it's gotta be humorous, um, pithy. Yeah, yes. Maybe a deep cut, you know, a, an old joke, a callback. We always like those uh, drolls, you know. I'll, if you want to be a little sarcastic, yeah. we like that. But don't get I will mean. say there's a don't lot. Don't make me of... read a ton of stuff. I hate it when I have to read too much. Don't write me a poem. That's cheap. We don't like that. But there's a short, lot of chatter droll. about KVV's divot pattern in there so just just know that uh that stuff is in there 
he's he's pretty sensitive about it right now. I think that's pretty well-worn territory, no pun intended, uh, in that comment section already. So if you're going to come with a divot comment, be sure it's a good one. Yeah, for sure. So go leave a comment. We're going to select a winner uh, and announce it on next Sunday's podcast, and we'll announce it on Twitter as well. But that's a free driver fitting and a free TSR driver. So go get involved on the YouTube channel. Straight up, too. Straight up, like, personal testimonial. I played like a ton of golf over the last three weeks. I mean, Randy, you can attest. I'm driving the shit out of the wall. T- TC's not missing. He's just not missing. And and I'll say this too. You know, it's scary, Neil. TC's got the the driver off the deck working too. It's it's just that is always scary. It's really impressive, TC. I, generational I will, stuff. I will ride with you on that. We're going to get there. We're going to do a little deep dive into each of our golf games at the end of this pod. Um, kind of a, a I, I don't know, like a. 33% of the year check-in. Um, but first, TC, let's talk about the course a little bit. I'd like to unpack it because I, I agree with you in a big way. Hold on, I got Cody chiming in. Cody, what can we do here? Yeah, just one thing before we get off of Wyndham. Boyd Summerhays coaches three professional golfers. Tony Finau, Taylor Gooch, and Wyndham Taylor. Clark. Taylor. All of them are these kind of late, late bloomers in life, obviously having huge success this year. And I want to think maybe Boyd's got something. I don't know what he's got going on what their regimen's like, but there seemed to be a, a lot cooking for the boys from Scottsdale. So uh, I think it's pretty cool because Boyd doesn't really get a lot of run. Obviously, Tony, talk about him an awful lot. Taylor's doing phenomenal things, but it's awesome to see Wyndham get there. Anyway, on to Quail. I love it. Thank you, Cody. Great intel right there. So Quail Hollow, I want to unpack it a little bit because I find it, when I look at the course, it's pristine. Like, I want to start with the good. It looks immaculate. And I find the greens to be like some of the biggest on tour that I like when you watch it on and they show the, the blimp and the drone shots. It's like, whoa, these greens are massive. There's not a mark on them. I know they have like they're the about different to colors rip them up. A, they're about to rip them know, up but, and redo the greens in the bunkers again. Well, I'm just I'm just talking about let's just Visual. we'll start with yeah. what we see, the visuals. And when they show that drone shot of the green mile and how big the lake is, it is an overpowering. It, it feels like a, a big ballpark, which, you know, there's something to like about that. And it's it's very green, which, you know, you could like or dislike that. For me, though, the course runs together. And other than maybe 14, 15, that par five up the hill and 18, I can't really name me another hole. They may be the kind of drivable eighth hole, but. I'm I'm unsure. Like it's it's like I, I don't want to unnecessarily like dog on the place, but it doesn't really do it for me. And TC, I'm wondering if you have any more uh, of a reason, like where, like why am I feeling that way, or why are I think you some feeling of it's that way? Just fatigue. Like you know, you get shoved the same thing, you get served the same thing for enough meals in a row, or enough. You know, you go back to the same restaurant enough, you're kind of you're probably gonna get sick of it unless it's an excellent restaurant. First of all, I don't think this is an excellent restaurant. I think it's just like a pretty vapid big ballpark. And secondly, like, you know, we've we we have a, a tournament there every year with this. We had the President's Cup there. We, we we had the PGA Championship there. It's just it's like I'm good on Quail Hollow, guys. Like there's a lot of other really really good golf courses with a lot of logistics potential. Uh, I realize Charlotte shows out from a corporate hospitality standpoint. Um but yeah, I just it's weird. Like I, I remember when they first came out with this event, I think it was like 04 maybe. David Toms won it. He was up by eight going into 18. <laughs> uh, they made a quad and still won by four. And everybody was like, this course is sick. It's awesome. And like I still feel that way. Like I think it's a good tournament golf course. I just don't need to like 
like I'm just tired of watching these guys play it. Like after the President's Cup last year, and it's just it's like there's just nothing unique about it. I think it's Cheesecake Factory for sure. Uh, Randy, anything to add there? Yeah, I I I feel similarly, and I don't know why that is. TC, I'm I'm a, I'm a lot like you. Some of it is the overexposure. Um, you also hate Charlotte because because it's the fake Queen City, and I have like self lost, and that's right. Randy loves Wells Fargo. I, I mean, he was trying to do a deal like a data deal with them. He wanted to give him like our our email newsletter list and and they're open trustworthy checking accounts. They and, told me everything's good. <laughs> I I think so. I think it suffers from. That was a joke. I, I, well, I know that. Hopefully, the people know that. Uh, I I think it suffers from. Yes, it's it's supposed to be a wonderful course. It looks immaculate. Um, at the end of the day, there's not much soul. I mean, in in my mind, it always kind of sits next to. And I realize this might be a little blasphemous, but I feel a little bit about Muirfield Village the same way as I do Quail Hollow. Um, I think Muirfield's got some more interesting holes uh but yeah quail it just never grabs my imagination there's just something lacking there and it's long par threes it's long par fours it's like i had a friend this week text he said cannot possibly be a worse golf course for how much money they spend in the country than quail hollow it's rich harvest farms with an extra 30 million dollars poured into it I was there on Monday and Tuesday this week. I wouldn't play there if my option was a free round of golf or staying at home in my office. And You're they, just yeah. reading Andy's text to you? No, no, it was not Andy. Andy was not <laughs> on okay. I just want to make sure. I well, I yeah, it's just like, hey, if you want to watch PGA players at like the nicest country club, and not really I mean it's exclusive, but not like mega, mega exclusive, then that's Quail Hollow for you. And I just think there are a lot more interesting options. Now, I guess I'll throw it back to you two. And Neil, maybe I'll I'll throw this into the mix. Is I feel like this is the one elevated event that just it, it it's like the ele the elevated status doesn't really add anything to it yeah. for me. Yeah, you know, I would agree. I would say I don't feel quite as uh, I don't know vapid watching the memorial. I feel like. Uh, yeah, Muirfield like has a, a lot more twists and turns to it. It catches my eye on TV. I, I feel like that course plays a little bit harder too. I, I know that's more exciting. That tournament feels more exciting to me. This, it, the one that I would liken it to, and, and we got a question from Tom Steiner Evans on Twitter, which course is more boring to watch, Torrey or Quail? I feel like it's Torrey Pines without the ocean. So Torrey has the ocean going for it, but I think the same issue with both courses, overexposure, we get it for the U.S. Open, we get it every year for the farmers. A lot of straight holes, a lot of like long par fours. Yeah, some iconic holes, but almost for the wrong reasons. Like I, I could picture like eighteen at Torrey Pines. Like I don't think that's a good hole, but like I guess it leads to some drama at the end. And I feel like I, I think Quail is bo more boring than Torrey, but that would be the comp I would have with another course on tour, like in this kind of elevated tier. Uh, I feel of like I feel like Muirfield. Muirfield has fourteen, which is a Super cool hole. It's got some like like nines cool. Like there's places to get in trouble at Muirfield. There's there's a lot more personality to Muirfield. I feel like like you know Hazeltine's a good comp. You know even East Lake a little bit. Like like Charlotte's yeah. not a great golf city for how just like Atlanta. Like it's not a great golf city for for how good the weather is, how good the land is, how affluent it is. Like there's really not 
you know, a ton going on there. I think this one suffers from like, it's kind of in that no man's land on the calendar too, where, you know, your post masters, your pre PGA people kind of check out for a little bit. NBA playoffs are on, you know, people are kind of getting back to the course, starting to play in every part of the country as well. You know, and I, I think there's probably some like, you know, everybody's looking like, I know Cody's looking ahead to this week at uh, TPC Craig or ranch. Uh, and then, and then we've got Oak Hill. You know, so it's 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 just not a just not a very dynamic part of the calendar, I guess. Yeah, I would say too. I mean, first designated event that hasn't felt like a you know air quotes big deal. I would probably agree with you there, Randy. Um, maybe that's a me problem because I I, I do want to shout out the Charlotte fans. Like a lot of people out there, a lot of juice. Uh, it looked like on the grounds, they're thrilled to have the tournament. I think TC you nailed it. Like the kind of business community seems to rally around the the tournament. Everyone I know from Charlotte raves about it. They love it. They love going to it. So it's a good hometown event. And we talked about that a little bit with like the Honda and how important that was to the local community. I feel like, you know, Charlotte, hey, the, you know, Bobcats haven't been great. Like, you know, big sporting event comes to town. They're, the city shows up for it. They're the Hornets. Right? Yeah. The Hornets, excuse me. <laughs> Bobcats, Hornets. That's, that's, that's a me problem. That's how bad they've been. Neil's, That's how bad they've been. Neil's going to start talking about Ron, uh, Panthers coach Ron Rivera here pretty soon. <laughs> now, you know what? Listen, I got a lot going on. I got a, a room full of kids that aren't paying attention to me. I'm trying to keep them interested. Give me Neil, I agree with what you're fan. saying. I think we're getting a little like designated event fatigue. I think totally. we thought that they're going to be fucking amazing. And you said that this was the first kind of stinger for you. I actually don't really agree with that. I think RBC outside of like the back nine on Sunday absolutely stunk. Like everybody had... Very much masters yeah, fatigue. Course is it was like, the, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. The course better. I, I mean, it, I thought it, it was... had something. It had yes. something going for it. And then late on Sunday, like the leaderboard completely started jumping around, and like it got exciting. This just, and I think it that's, doesn't that's have that's a lot going true. for it. If we have a duel down the down the stretch here on the Green Mile, we probably feel differently. So it's the first time, you know, maybe these events, some of these events, the past three months have gotten a little get out of jail free card with just a really really good finish. Uh, I think Tory definitely had that with Max charging to to victory. Um, so I mean, that's just that's gonna yeah. happen, right? But I mean, it, it head didn't off feel the like too, like for sure, for sure. Nineteen for under sure. on a par seventy one golf course is fucking outrageous. Like that's not an easy golf course, and he just went and got it. I think the other thing is like it was just a weird kind of a smash together leaderboard. There's not a whole lot of like great themes emerging. Like I feel absolutely nothing when I watch Andrew Shoffley play golf. Can I go down the leaderboard for a sec? <laughs> well, that's where I wanted to get Turn to. I mean, I mean, before before we go there, TC, I do want to have a little discussion about Xander, though. Like, should we expect more out of him being yeah. in the final group? Oh. Or is this who he is? Or does he get a pass for winning some big events last season? No. Yeah, we should absolutely expect more. It's I, I agree with you. I just wanted to make sure that I'm not the only one that's disappointed. But I thought that was a a, a poor showing, two-way miss off the tee. I think from like number nine through 12 or 13, he missed four or five fairways in a row. So he was just all over the yard. Um, and he just, you know, he, he allowed like when Wyndham wasn't playing even that well, he allowed Wyndham to like extend his lead, which is, which is a tough scene a little bit. Big, how do you feel about Xander? I know you've, you've been critical of him in the past. Uh, yeah, he doesn't do anything for me. Let me just start there. I, I, you know, would love to take this opportunity to flame him and, you know, the guy can't win. He, he does, but I, I do have to recognize. I think Wyndham TC, like you said, going out and shooting 19 under 
I feel like this was more of a case of, listen, Wyndham just went and won this golf tournament. Um, I did expect a little bit more fight out of Xander, especially after he got the lead on the front nine, which was disappointing. I, I think net-net, my, my whole thing with Xander is he, he f- for how good he is and the talents, I, I just I feel like he has underperformed what what we would expect out of him. And that's tough to say for somebody that's won seven times on tour. Again, that's like a phenomenal career for, I don't know, what, 95% of guys that ever earn a PGA Tour card. But it's just, I don't know. I, I, he doesn't make me feel a whole lot. I, 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 I just keep waiting for that real big breakthrough. He kind of feels like, like Ricky did for a while, but without the marketing. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like to me. It's... It just it, it it feels a little like hollow. Really, really good golfer, but man, like like what does that mean, mm-hmm. right? Like it's all you got to win. Last year I was picking him. You know, the last two years until this year, like oh he's going to win a major, he's going to win a major, and I've kind of just like you know given up and said like, I'm not going to be there when he does. But it's he's like a top five, top ten machine. I you know? know, so a little bit of the same criticism you guys had for Big Tone in the past. I mean, I guess more wins, but there's a lot of limited field wins in there too. So it's just kind of disappointing because he does have like a boatload of game. Randy, who would you take if the chips were down? Big Tone or Xander? Uh, I honestly think I would take Big Tone. I would too. And that's, I can't wow. believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Boomerang takes. You know, you <sighs> give TC and Randy enough time and, and that that those takes are going to come full circle, people. Now, that's not a full throaty endorsement of Mr. Finau, but <laughs> I, I think if the chips are down, I think I'd rather have Finau in my foxhole. Uh, all right, TC, take us down the leaderboard. What do we got? I, I, well, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you one more time. I do have a question. This one's for Mr. Big. Uh, next guy down the list here is Harris English. He is indeed once again flushing it from Tim J. Ongill. How much of English's play can be attributed to the coronation? Randy, that's a great uh, take question. Away. I mean, that is that's the question right there. I think I think you gotta attribute a good amount to it. I think <laughs> I, I know he was chuffed. He probably, you know, he made sure he got a later tea time. I'm sure he was up early. I gotta think he was very excited today. And then a couple of English blokes right behind him. I, I think they were all riding a wave of coronation high. I mean, God save the king, baby. That's right. Ch- Chucky three sticks is he's on the he's on the throne these days, and Harris English is flushing it again. <laughs> I mean, all is right in the kingdom. I love it. Yes, the- I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we can be totally sure that 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 Harris is flushing it. He's he's got some uneven results. He's kind of been strikes and gutters this year. Had that really impressive performance at Arnold Palmer where he didn't make a fucking bur- bogey all week, which was insane, and then hasn't really done much since. Didn't really do a whole lot before that. I need to see more before we declare that he's flushing it. Yeah, my source from Sea Island has not has not <laughs> told me. Listen, Harris is absolutely flushing the ball, so I, I do I, I cannot confirm that, but he is playing some pretty good golf. So we'll be waiting on Randy's little birds to get back to him. <laughs> yeah. He sent a couple couple of, of uh, bad signals out to get to get word back. <laughs> TC, I'm just going to get it out of the way now. Oh. Down there, T five. We're going to skip right over Lord T Rail. Uh, Tommy, Tommy lad, another T five. Good. Actually a strong finish today. Uh, with a, what a 65 on, no, no sorry. No, 70, he shot, he shot 70 today. One. 70 yeah. today. What, what do you have to say for, for Tommy lad? 
I have to say he's playing great golf oh, and he's, he's rounding into form no, for Oak Hill. We gotta be critical of Tommy. Yo, that, this is bullshit. If you're gonna do this to Xander, this is the exact same it's, fucking it's argument. It's long past time we we hold no, Tommy's feet to the no. fire. It's inexcusable. Tommy, it's, it, it is. He's TC, Paul Casey for how good without any it. wins. It's it's horrible. Yeah, he's got big dick wins on the on the Euro Tour. We're not uh, doing that tonight, no, TC. We're not. On, no, guys. we're not doing that. No, no, you guys can't use the bathroom. You guys need to sit down and do your homework. He's had he's had more than enough time. He's playing really good golf right now, guys. And I know I just but, said that. What does that mean for Xander? Listen, I don't know what that means for Tommy, but I believe in Tommy. I don't believe in Xander. But what does that I mean? Believe in Tommy. I don't know what that means though. What does that mean? You believe in him? Help me understand. I, that, that I believe I'm confident that he is going to win this year, and if not, a a, a major he will win a big dick event this year <laughs> tc the part of this that bothers me because i like tommy too and and you know i love his caddy the quad father mr finno <laughs> everybody loves tommy and the, but these these final round showings are not good it's a sunday issue and that's the problem i have we had like what what is going on on sundays and i i you know i got i i need to hear you be critical of him some tough love I, I have been critical of him. You guys are just just trying to cherry pick here. It's ridiculous. I'm not seeing all. All right, he. All right. I, I think Simon's this year. Uh, for anybody, Simon Fisher asks, "How is Fleetwood not in female territory here?" I think that's exactly. I I think I think it's time. TC, I, I think you need to you need to set the record straight here. I'm just not seeing this this final round issue that you speak of. He didn't play well at the players. He shot a 76 on on Sunday there. But otherwise, like, he shot 66, 65 on the weekend at the CJ Cup. Did he, you know, T4 there. T- uh, DC, we're, we are searching, man. The CJ 71, Cup was 71 on Sunday at the... At the, at, at the RBC Heritage. He's played well on the, on the DP World Tour. You guys, you guys are, are, are haters. All right. Give me, give me at least through LACC for Tommy. All right. Will you, will you give me that? What, what are you? Yes. Give Hunter us. was an issue. What are you going to, what are you going to give us? Yeah. What are you going to yeah. give us? Yeah. I will if give you, I will LACC, give you a what formal you apology. I will get on the live show and, and in a suit and tie and formally apologize. A black tie formal apology. All right, Cody, can we get that written down somewhere here in, in the back end that was coat and tie? Formal apology, TC. Can we get the blue screen, the cat, the the, the blue curtains behind you too, like the the backdrop, the whole. I want the whole thing, just a, a very formal apology. By the way, Neil, like, why is nobody flaming your boy uh, Tyrrell Hatton? You know, don't obfuscate. Tyrrell Hatton's been uh, like a big money player. Has he won? Not really, but a guy's banking checks. He feels to me he, won, he, he looks like Bay a boxer Hill. and he kind of plays like a. a How is that fighter. any different than Tommy? Tommy has more top tens and majors than than uh, Tyrrell. I would say that I don't ride for Lord Tyrell. I, I find do, him entertaining though. because he be, – no, I just say that he beats himself up. He's Opus Day. There's a big difference. I find him entertaining, but I'm not picking right. him every week, and I'm not riding for him. I'm not evangelizing Hatton. I, I have Randy, – Randy, am I off base with that? No, no. The guy a, finished top five, and you're shitting all over him. Well, we just – we're going to need a win, Tommy. Sorry. If, if you're that we're, – we're just going to need a win. No, it's Too a great finish. Talent. My point was like we – we just spent five minutes flaming Xander for a top five, and Tommy's. You Nobody's know, he's calling got seven Tommy less wins. a top five player in the world. 
Like everybody's okay. calling Xander one, right? Like, all right. Well, TC, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna right. give you two more minutes of look, look, of uh, leaderboard I, time. I, I have a uh, this year. Tommy Fleetwood ranks 144th in final round scoring average. That's, That's fine. Not well, it's not great. Listen, but... we're, it's it's May. Okay, we have we have you know three or four more months left in the FedEx Cup season here. We will right. revisit this after LACC. TC, that's a Thank you. you got yourself a deal. Before we go down the leaderboard anymore, let me get let me let me let thank me, our last let me partner. cook. Let me cook, goddammit. Well, th- let me just thank the last partner, and then you can cook all you want. That I think that's gonna work out better for everybody. Um, hold on, let me, you know, amateur move. I didn't have my copy. But our next partner is Athletic Greens. I personally have been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens daily. Uh, I was training for a half marathon, so I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to uh, get as healthy as I could for my training. Randy, something maybe you should think about for that marathon coming up in uh, October. Yes, absolutely, um, actually. It's uh, remained uh, – I ran the half marathon like a couple weeks ago, but I'm still <laughs> taking AG1. No big deal. No big it's deal. remained a great way to kick off the day. And now my wife is also taking AG1 with so me. So is mine, Neil. And she's nice enough to uh, mix it for me in a cold glass of water. We start Aww. the day with it. It's a bit of a morning ritual. Yeah, it's nice, you know? And then I have a cup of coffee. Uh, and I know it's shocking, Randy, but I've noticed that putting healthy stuff in my body makes me feel better throughout <laughs> the day. A lot more energy. I feel like my gut health is better. I know, I know gut health is important to you, big man. Uh, and something I also sure. think you're going to appreciate, uh, it costs less than $3 a day. Uh, and I know... As a strap boy, we like, we like that. that. We like that. We like that a lot. Yeah. So it's an effective daily habit. It's not going to cost you light, uh, cost you a lot, and it's uh, high quality sourced ingredients. I think that's a win, win, win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash NLU. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash NLU and check it out. All right, TC, go ahead and cook. Let's go down the leaderboard. First of all, there's this lady in the comments, Deb Elder, Debbie Elder. She she let it off by saying that Xander's a small time golfer. Now she's just saying Xander, small small golfer. <laughs> That's my girl. I'm with <laughs> you, Deb. Debbie's the best. All time comment. Keep, it, keep the heaters you, coming, Deb. I love it. Um, uh, all right, another guy I want to get on a little bit because he's he's my boy, but I want to get on him a little bit for final round scoring average. Adam Scott, he's 105th in uh, FedEx Cup this year, despite some really good play. Uh, he's also uh, 144th in final round scoring average. Mm. Finishes T5, but final round 71 today. Michael Kim, ladies and gentlemen, two-time Corn Ferry Tour graduate, uh, former Haskins Award winner, uh, kind of a similar career arc if he keeps this up to the pro. Yeah. Max Homa, yep. uh, fellow fellow Golden Bear there. Uh, Danny McCarthy continues to to flash. Um, T8 for him. Big, big riser on, on Sunday. Shot 66. KH Lee continues uh, just solid play. Uh, T8 for him. The pro, speaking of the pro, holds the line third in the Comcast business top 10. I know, Randy. Hell yeah. You're big on track in that. Um, just a, just a really, really smooth week. 70, 67, 68, 70 little Corey Connors, uh, kind of avenges, uh, his, his awful, awful president's cup showing, uh, at quail hollow and, uh, finishes T eight as well. Sung Jay, uh, really disappointing Sunday from Sung Jay shot 72, uh, big text, Jimmy Walker, 
uh, on the leaderboard. Uh, Sarge's boy, T14. Ricky Fowler, tough, tough finish for him. Uh, finishes T14, but gave away a couple shots coming in to take himself out of the top five and to cost DJ some nuggies there. Uh, otherwise, not a whole lot going on. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Seamus Power. The, uh, otherwise, the Irish will get all over me. T18 for him. Cantlay, T21. Big Tone, T23. This course would seem like it sets up really, really well for Big Tone. I can see him winning here at some point. Um, Tom Kim, of course, the breakout star of the President's Cup at Quail Hollow, T23. Cooch continues his run of just back to being Cooch, like top 20s and 30s, like crazy. good golf. It's, it's yeah. uh, I kind of like, uh, I like being in a world where Cooch is still relevant. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's nostalgic. What else we got? Victor Hovland shot 77 today, final round 77. Uh, little bunch of money on fire. Uh, our buddy Zach Blair, uh, T47. It was like a $50,000 T47. Pretty, pretty lucrative T47 there. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. That, otherwise, that's all I got. TC, a couple things. Sahith. Yeah. I, I wanted to hit for on. Well, first is Adam Scott put it off the green on 14. Very cool. I just, yeah. for a guy that hits it that good and he's, you know, just throwing tanimal stuff out, wearing whatever he wants, that putter is just unbecoming. I mean, it's blue now. It's, I, I just wish, I wish my, my guy could, uh, you know, didn't have to use the broomstick. And it was tough to see him put off the green. The other thing I wanted to ask you guys about, JT, how do you think, how do we feel? T9 today finished like, I think, four over on the final nine. But feeling good, headed, is this, you know, step in the right direction heading into, you know, Oak Hill? Or with that kind of back nine on Sunday, are we, are we disappointed in JT? Uh, I think we've talked about JT a little bit, like potentially not being totally healthy. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm TBD on JT. I think we'll we'll give him through Oak Hill and then kind of see where we land. Guy that disappointed me the most this week was Cameron Young. Finished, yeah, I had him second here last year and kind of was round, seemed like he was rounded into form after the Masters and then uh, you know just just hasn't you know isn't flashing like I thought he would. Yeah, and and you know that's it got to disappoint Cody. I know Cody's been riding for him. For, for months now, you know, new caddy guy, guy looks good at match play. I also thought Jason Day was going to make some noise this week. Me too, Neil. I was just going to say some guys that missed the cup were mega disappointing to me. Buddy. They're playing so much golf. There's got to be fatigue that sets in sometime. It, yeah. it's, it's crazy their schedules right now. On Cam, super disappointed. Uh, but don't worry. Once we get to New York, everything's going to be fixed. So we'll be good to go there. I think, I, I think Rory's doing load management right now. Like, I for think, sure. you know, he's he's looking forward to Oak Hill. I also wanted to, to you know, uh, new caddy on the bag this week for Cantlay. Um, yeah. Kind of an inauspicious so, so start. That, is that a permanent thing? Yeah. So, so if the cat plays, uh, did they announce like a total breakup or? It said full time, I guess. I'm not sure the cat's wow. gonna be playing, man. This okay? Well, that's interesting. You know, well, I mean, I'm, uh, let's talk about like a, you know next year's Masters, Randy. I'm I'm thinking ahead here. Like, sure. If that's you know, I feel like that would have been. I didn't see an announcement that they, you know, aren't working together anymore, which is normally what would happen if this was a permanent. Uh, thing. Daniel Rappaport had that? it on. Yeah, he had a he he had a report on it. There were a few others floating around. I think there was a some statements from Team Tiger. Saying that you know, Joey called Cat. Cat gave his blessing, that sort of thing. But it sounds like it is a, a permanent deal. So yeah, no, it's, it's uh, 
it's it's fine. That's fine. No, do you think Cat feels right? Feels right, Joey. When he doesn't play, or is Joey just totally on his own? I think he's got to have him on retainer, right? Or else has Cat's to. So no, I got to think they have it. Ah, I feel like they have to have some type of like, hey, man, I'm just going to pay you a salary kind of deal. All right. Anything else from Wells Fargo? I got nothing for you, Neil. Okay, good. So let's move on. LPGA International Crown. So final results. I got one more thing. Big J <laughs> okay. met with the media. It went to the media center this week. First time on, in at least that I can remember that he's done that. It's almost like he's listened to the podcast or something. Uh, huh. You know, Adam Schupack wrote it up, said he was talking about, you know, several things, variety of different topics, uh, wearing the hoodie in there, trying to say, be... Look at him in the hoodie. Yeah, trying to be casual, informal, kind of, hey guys, here's here's some catnip for the, for the ink-stained wretches. A man of the people, Big J. Instead of just, I'm, I'm only going to meet with the media twice a year, and, you know, I'm going to rely upon Rory and a few others to, to do my bidding for me. Props to the commission for doing that. Well, listen, you know, it does, uh, this picture we got up here does feel a little bit like the uh, presidential candidate in the diner, uh, you know, <laughs> work in the booth a little bit at the uh, Metro <laughs> Diner. But, uh, you know, let, let's see. This is, I think, I mean, let, more of this. I, I think it should be celebrated. Like, yeah, let's, let's get out with the people, you know? Exactly. What do you think, Randy? Uh, yeah. I'm curious. I've. I would like to believe that sweatshirt was maybe a, a, a general Q sweatshirt, not a quail hollow sweatshirt, but uh, <laughs> I suspect it's quail hollow. All right, we're moving on. LPGA International Crown. Again, tournament still going on. You guys got an update for me? I'm I'm running some, some bandwidth running hot in the kill house, so I didn't want to turn the TV on. <laughs> uh, Sarge has got us. You want an up to the second update via the LPGA app, Neil? Uh, sure. Is the LPGA app cooking like that? Yeah. Uh, we, we can report, we are calling this Madeline Sagstrom jumped on Lilia Vu and stayed on Lilia Vu winning five and four. That's a, that's a big statement. That's what young hitters do. That's what young hitters do. Situation there. Yeah. This is in the consolation match. So Sweden's got one point in the third place match. Uh, currently Lexi Thompson is one up on Maya Stark through 13 holes. And then the team of Kang Korda is one up on Norquist Headwall. So U.S. looking to win that third place match. And then in the championship match, Ataya Titicum is all square through 11 with Stephanie Kiriako. Uh, Patty Tavitanikit is two up in her match over Hannah Green. And the Jutanagarn sisters are three up through nine holes over Minji Lee and Sarah Kemp. So... Thailand looking good in the championship. Yeah, I thought the that's, that's kind of sweet. I thought Thailand it was interesting that, out. that Australia sent out Kiriaku first in the, in singles and saved Minji for. Um, I also think it's interesting that Danielle's playing the alt shot. She's not driving it all that well. I know, which is like, do you can you hide somebody in alt shot? That was I thought the same thing. TC, like if somebody's not yeah. playing well, what's the best place for him? Bottom line, I was, uh, I was, it was crazy to see Korea totally lay an egg in the pool play. Uh, Japan as well. Both of them just did not play well. I think we expected England to, to, tough, to not play well after, yeah, after the late, spot. the late WDs. Um, Bronte Law got up and spoke her mind a little bit to the media, which props to Bronte. I thought that was, uh, thought that was pretty shitty of, of, uh, Georgia and Charlie to WD and, not call their teammates 
tell them they were double WDing? Yeah, WDing without like explanation. I think that's where the line is. And they've had like been talking and had like team chats and everything leading up to it. But uh, it sounds like there uh, there is a very good reason for the WD. I, it's n- not my place to discuss it uh, for one of them, but the you know it'll eventually come out. I think the other thing too is again like schedule. The LP, LPGA schedule is shit, and like they had two solid months off, and then all of a sudden it's like every single week they're jumping all across the United States here. So uh, they need a little bit of time off, but this was just the wrong place the wrong time and complete lack of communication with your teammates to get the job done. Which it's, it's strange too, that Georgia went over to Hawaii. Like if you're exhausted, like skip that event and then, you know, play this. I get that it's probably less up at stake as far as purse to the winning team gets $125,000 per player. And no points. Like that's all it is, yeah. is, is repping your team and a little bit of cash. Whereas the last place team. So like, let's say you finish, eighth you finish you get 32k a piece which is still a high floor but yeah i I don't know i it was a cool event i think harding park was a great spot for it um swedes played exceptionally well in the pool play five five oh and one um just like great great play there uh the australians came out firing uh you guys are going to talk about it plenty on on this week's lpga pod that drops thursday but i was i was i was really impressed with the australians swedes and then uh the Thai team is just they got some they got some killers. The Jutanagarn sisters are unstoppable. Yeah. It's it's really impressive. Good to see P- Patty Tavitanikit still playing some good golf. Yeah. It uh it's looking like killing people, yeah. Randy, and smiling before they do it. I know, I know. It's looking like Team Thailand's probably gonna take it, but they still have uh they're still on the back nine, so Australia could flip it. Team USA got absolutely trounced. It was kind of a, like, it was impressive that Team USA even made it through pool play after how bad they played on Thursday. <laughs> and then didn't, and then they didn't meet with the media, which sucked too. You got to worry about some malcontents on that team. <laughs> I don't want to worry about you, or I don't want to steal your thunder for, uh, for this week's LPGA episode, but I do... Want to ask you guys just just from my personal edification? You guys playing with the commish, new LPGA commish, and and listen, I, personally, I felt like she's been, you know, kind of a, the the, for, the forgotten woman a, a little a little bit the, the last year or so. Uh, how'd it go? You guys have any good conversations out there? What what's uh, what's the report back from Harding Park? Randy, you want to lead it off? Yeah, it, it was a great day. Props to uh, the LPGA team for facilitating that. You know, we had, uh, just in the interest of transparency, we had put in a request a couple months ago now, hey, we'd love to interview commissioner whenever we can. Um, I don't think any of us had really met her. I'm trying to think maybe I'd shaken her hand. Cody and, Cody and I met her briefly okay. in Korea. Yeah, I was going to say, but no, none of us really had any type of relationship or anything like that. So... LPGA came to us and said, hey, I know you're going to be at Pebble Beach for the U.S. Women's Open Media Day. We'd love to invite you up to San Francisco, play in the Pro-Am. Uh, we'll put you with with the commissioner, and it'll just allow you, you know, five, five and a half hours to, to get to know her, to talk to her. And it was time very well spent. Uh, first of all, I just want to say she was downplaying her golf game and she has a super, super athletic move. I was very impressed. 
hits the crap out of her driver. And so we played in the Pro-Am. I thought we had done good enough to, to win. We uh, Maya Stark, the pro we were playing with, chipped in for Eagle on the 18th hole. And we thought at the time that got us into solo first at 15 under. We eventually got clipped uh, by, I forget who the pro was, but one team got to 17 under, which props to them. I think, I think it was one of the Jutanagarn sisters. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so from a competitive standpoint, we had to settle for second place. Yeah, I think my big takeaways, and again, I know you mentioned it, Cody and I can can unpack this a little bit more on the Thursday episode. Um, I think the job is, I, I, think, I think the commissioner coming from totally outside of golf has just made the first year more difficult. I think she's trying to learn the landscape. Um, and I think it just takes a little bit more time than somebody who would have come from within the world of golf. And so I don't think that's her fault. I, I don't think that's anybody's fault. I, I just think she probably needs a bit more speed uh, time to get up to speed. I think the other thing she would admit, it's, it's probably... Um, a harder job than perhaps yeah. she was even expecting. You know, I, I think she was trying to come in eyes wide open, but uh, TC, you, you, you had a chance to talk to her while Cody and I was, were doing the podcast. So I'll, I'll let you jump in here. But my sense is it's just like, Hey, I have so much to learn. Uh, the first year was really just trying to get my feet underneath me and, and really get my arms around as much as possible, everything going on in and around the LPGA tour. And I'm hopeful now with, you know, we're going into her, her second year, second season. Um, I think she's looking to really figure out what marks she wants to put on her regime and, and hopefully start to work towards those goals. So TC, I, I know you had a chance, like I said, to talk to her more. I'll, I'll, I'll let you jump in. Yeah, I kind of went in, I don't know, with maybe some, not skepticism, but like asked her point blank about the the stuff with Terry Duffy down at the CME, uh, you know, championship down in, in Naples, uh, kind of with the, the miscommunication there. I asked her about the schedule, um, you know, and it, it's kind of one of those things. I think, yeah, she was very much, she was very humble about all. She's like, hey, hand up, like, you know, buck stops with me. Um, but I, I, you know, I give her a lot of credit. Like I think coming from outside of golf is big. Neil, she used to run Chelsea Piers back in the day. Yeah, I know. He used to play. And, and, yeah. and before that, or after that Princeton athletic yeah. director, yeah. yeah. which, you know, I, you know, I hate that. I, <laughs> I absolutely hate that. But my guy, Peter Pilling up at Columbia said, no, he's, he vouched for my, uh, my, my AD at Columbia. So I said, you know, it's like, listen, I'm going to let the trap draw squad figure it out. You know, they're, they're, they're on the report. They're out there. You know, Cody's with them. We're gonna figure this out for ourselves. So it's yeah. I'm happy to hear a good report. No, she was super real. Um, she was extremely candid. I, I, like, I, I walked away, both rooting for her and like an unabashed supporter of her. Like, I think she's 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 an athlete. Like you can tell, she played hockey and soccer growing up. Her, like Randy said, her golf swing's good. I think you know she said she's like, hey, like I need to get to. I need to get to know the players more. You can tell she was totally worn down by the end of last season. I think she went to, if not every event, almost every single event. Um, so she was going into that Naples event, you know, running on empty. Um, I think she's she's well aware of the 
schedule stuff. It seemed like she was kind of like, hey, like I'm trying to move LPGA into like LPGA 3.0, but she's used the last year to kind of assess the situation of when Juan took over, everything was, you know, everything was kind of in shambles and there wasn't really a schedule. Like there wasn't quantity or quality. Now there's a ton of quantity. They've got a full schedule. Now it's refining those events. And she said it a few times. She's like, we need to, we need to demand more of people. We need to stick up for ourselves more. We need to be, you know, more just, just kind of like more choosy, more picky with our sponsors, more picky with the dates that we're given. Like we talked about a lot with the schedule. It sounds like they've got it worked out for next year, but this year she'd kind of said, Hey, like, like, you know, I'm not going to parachute in and change a bunch of stuff on the schedule. Cause I don't really know, you know, what needs to be changed yet. I would imagine next year's schedule looks a lot different than this year's. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I walked away from it thinking, A, she's competent. B, she's a good communicator, at least interpersonally. And C, like, I'm very much in her corner at this point. She was more than generous with her time. And, and, but, but also like, she's got some tough shit on her plate, like between the, the looming Saudi issue and, you know, venues with the LPGA tour and, you know, trying to, trying to figure out, like we were asking her all about, is the Chevron really a major? Is Evian really a major? What do you do with these venues? You know, Founders Cup feels like it's, it's more of a big event now or Wilshire, those, those sorts of things. Um, I'm sure the transgender stuff is going to pop up at some point with her. Like she's, she's got a lot of shit coming down the pike at her, but she seems very, very, very aware of it and very much like, all right, like I'm going to handle this stuff as it comes. But I think she's got the, you know, she's kind of, she's got a team in place. She knows who she can trust within the organization. She knows who she can trust, you know, inside of golf as well, golf at large, because it's not easy to fill like big shoes as well, you know? And sure. um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I went into it skeptical. I emerged from it thinking, you know what, like, I think she's, I think she deserves a few years of, you know what, hey, let's see what her ideas are. Let's, let's give her some time to implement said ideas. And then we can judge her in after year three or after year four. I, I, uh, yeah, let me let, go ahead, just quickly add, I, and I had voiced a lot of my frustrations around broadcast and, and stuff like that, which to her credit, very, very aware of. Um, I, I think, finding ways to grow the eyeballs on the game is going to be a big priority for her. I know she's got, um, sounds like she's got some good ideas with potential streaming options. Um, so, so we'll see, you know, ultimately the, the proof will be in the pudding, but as Tron said, I, I think I went into the day like, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to set the expectations, not like low, but I, I'm not going in, I'm going in with a little skepticism and she was, yes, she was just, I think Tron, the, my favorite thing you said was like, she was just very real. And I never got the yeah. sense she was, you know, just speaking in cliches or, you know, just telling us what we wanted to hear. It, it, it felt like we were having a real conversation and, and I really appreciated that. So I, I come out of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm room for and, and much more optimistic maybe than I would have been going in. And I'm, you so, know, I'm excited to get her on on the podcast as well. And then, well, that was my question. So, yeah. no pod with her though. Not this week, but we will make it happen. 
Uh, hopefully, okay. I hope so because that that's kind of my issue with her. Is like I want to hear from her. Right. She was she was like, very effacing about that too. She said, "Hey, like I need to take control of my own messaging and really get out there." But she's, I think she's focused on like what is my message, yeah. right? She's focused on that. Like she hasn't even been on the job a year. She's like a couple weeks shy of a year. So, um, you know, and and uh, and the LPGA had to know. Yeah, but the LPGA had to know coming in. All right, we're bringing somebody in from totally outside of golf. She's very well regarded at Princeton. Like, let's give her some time to get her, you know, to get her feet under. Her. Cody, anything to add? I know you were out there too. Uh, no, I agree. I think I came away like completely fired up with her, not only as a commissioner, but like her as just a person and her as a mom. I think she spent more time like getting to know us personally and our families and the backstory of no laying up and everything and was like very invested in it. So very, very happy to chop it up with her on the pot and the, the, you know, she accepted the invite. We just got to figure out when it is, but I think that's totally downplaying the fact that, uh, the pro in our group was yeah. my Stark who like buy all the stock in the world. She was great. And we don't say that just because of like our love affair with, with the Swedes. I think that's pretty obvious, but man, what a, what a phenomenal, fucking player man she's gonna be so so good and i think maybe you know the last year i probably cut her a little short just because of lynn and lynn grant and everything that we hear about lynn's coming and everything else like that i didn't realize this but maya lynn and ludwig were in the same graduating <laughs> class they went to school together at the uh, west coast or west coast swedish academy um and like developed All at their right. own pace and everything else like that but literally you want to talk about like people who are about to set professional golf both on the men's and women's side on fire like it's pretty cool to, to realize that they all come from the same yeah. little class in, in western sweden she has, she has a really yeah. cool move too she she kind of like she doesn't hit down on the ball she just hits it super straight but she like she hits the back of the ball like square on so she doesn't put a whole lot of spin on it or she kind of hit she she hits up on it but she hits it up on it with her body. It's it's really interesting. Uh, just remarkably straight golfer. She also pulled one of the funniest moves. I'm going to throw this picture up here, but like we were getting, we didn't really get hit into that much, but like one time very noticeably did, and there's no four car or call. And uh, she like grabs a handful of tees out of her pocket. I'm like, what are you doing? Like playing on the ground or whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, I just leave a little four here. That way, that way they know next time to fucking yell. It. I was like, ah. Oh. Cody, I, I didn't even get that. that yeah. I, I saw I saw her do the four, and I'm like, "What's the significance of the four? Yeah. I didn't it didn't occur to me that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what the 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 other thing I liked from the international crown was the jerseys. Jerseys were sweet. Yeah, I saw a lot of people dumping on the numbers. I thought it was fucking like really cool and personal for them, and like it, it brought the team dynamic in like even more than it was. Yeah, and and like Maya's Maya's number was eight. We we're like, hey, why is your number eight? She's well, I. I was like, I turned pro in August. I won my first event in August. I won with a number eight. Yeah, uh, Titleist eight. Titleist golf ball. Like, you know, and like from a spectator perspective, it, it's super easy once you have the program. It's super easy to look across the course and see who is who mm -hmm. when you see the numbers on the back of the jersey. So I love it. All right. Well, look out for some LPGA content this week. As we said, Lilia Vu interview Tuesday. Randy and Cody breaking down the international crown and LPGA schedule and a look ahead as well uh lpga founders cup is in new jersey this week i was gonna try to lauren Coglin asked me to caddy oh. this week and i can't do it because i'm we're i'm down in jacks oh. but i was bummed man i said like 
I, I would, I know Randy, I know you've done that. DJ's caddy for, I was like really, really bummed, but I didn't want to like, Oh, let me, you know, I'm getting back Wednesday. It's like, nah, that's not really what we're going to do. Uh, and then a couple other announcements, U S open, U S women's open. We'll have shot link, exciting news there. Uh, and Gabby ruffles wins on the Epson tour. Yeah. I threw that in there. Gabby's she's Gabby's a good player. She's, she's, start to buck her head a little bit she's gonna have her card yeah uh yeah yeah she'll she'll be on tour next year for um, sure and we'll do big right. things on tour just needed a pace to a place to, to play at like she's she's phenomenal kind of like her brother <laughs> she, yeah. she got a place on tour before her brother so yeah so moving on quick quick on the italian open over at uh national open. <laughs> uh we've got dj mr ben Hameen and uh, Sali are over there doing some content, getting prepped for the Ryder Cup. Um, so we're out on on site. I think we can get a breakdown from them next week. Um, I mean, time change. We haven't really caught up with them. But Adrian Moronk wins by one over TC. Help me out here. Romain Ro- Lingask. Ro- Romain Lingask. Thank you very much. All four rounds in the 60s. And, of course, TC had to throw this in there. Nikolai Hoygaard, final round 65 to finish in a tie for fifth. Uh, so well, it's you know, a big, it's be- a, it's a big time event. Cause it's where the Ryder cup is. Uh, so sure. you want to see somebody flash a little bit of form. Speaking of which my guy, big Bob McIntyre defending champ had a WD, uh, with a back issue. So hope, hope hate he's that. all right. That. Um, That's tough. Hey, did you guys see the little chatter about everybody, uh, being like, Oh, the, the stands are completely empty. Oh, uh, look at yeah, they weren't built yet. Goes. Yeah. They're not even fucking built yet, man. Uh, Randy loves a good build out. Nothing they're completely gets blocked up. And to make it, uh, to to make this point even further, like it's still an active construction zone. So these knuckleheads had to wear these these jackets <laughs> just to go up there. Couple a live look in at, at some content that will be coming your way uh, late summer. Uh, I'm some, surprised some they even Cup let footage. Solly on site after all the <laughs> shit that he talks about. Right, the DP World Tour and they should have you know s- national opens and all sorts of send shit. a message. I, I no, sorry, DJ Ben. You guys, you guys come on in, but uh, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. Solomon. You can't can't have you on the grounds. We're saying, uh, I, I think um, early word is maybe the course isn't beloved by some of the pros, which you guys know gets my juices <laughs> flowing a, for the Ryder Cup. I think you're you're softening the language. What was that, the quote? But it sounds like it's it's a little quirky. It was. Uh, Una, un, cat, un, un, una catastrophe or <laughs> from uh from one of the, the from, rough, from one of the players on site the rough appears to be up which i appreciate from uh the european side um it's like you know rough that you can lose a ball in uh and i'm just gonna i tweeted it today but i'm gonna say it again if captain luke donald does not have Ludwig on the team. I don't think you guys gave Ludwig <laughs> enough shine for his performance at Big 12 Championships at Prairie Dunes. I did. I, you know I've been riding for Ludwig. I'm the only guy that's picked him in our weekly pick show, TC. You don't even ride for him when the when the Nuggies are on the line. It was only the Big 12s, man. What else, yeah, do it, what else do you want? Do it at the NCAA. Actually, you right. know what, TC? I'm going to hijack this. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to call up my guy Nathan Hahn from Columbia. First Columbia golfer to make the NCAAs. How about that? Ever? Go Lions. Ever. Yes. He'll be playing in the uh, regional up in Bath, Michigan. Huh. Uh, but he's also tied the records. Shot 61 uh, back in the fall. Tied the NCAA uh, you know, low score record. So he's balling out, man. And we- uh, Columbia will be represented in the NCAAs. 
We had you some like other that. we had some other DP World news. They announced that uh, Poulter, Westy, Sergio, aka Big Tex, and Blandy, Randy's guy Blandy, <laughs> have all resigned their membership mm. in the wake of uh, mm. the arbitration ruling. Uh, you know, like if that's not reason enough to turn this thing over to the youngsters on the European side, Moronk's another one. Moronk went in there like. You know, he's playing great golf right now. I think you have to turn it over to the youngsters, man. Yeah. Like, get them some reps. It's a quirky course. I I'm, could co-sign that, TC. I was saying that on our Ryder Cup update in February. Like, get some young blood in there and and try to build for the future. I mean, you know, it's a like a murder's row on the U.S. side. Like, you, I don't know. I think that's your best bet. So, I, I'm uh, I'm with you. I know you're excited for this week. Uh, going to your favorite tournament. On the DP World Tour this week. What, in Belgium? The Sudal Open in Belgium. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's me jacked up like going up to the, uh, to like Flanders and the low country. <laughs> Randy, Randy, you know I love getting below sea level, baby. <laughs> Get, getting getting sub sea level gets Flanders. me jacked up. <laughs> Flanders, baby. Let's go. People all about People it. used to call me Flanders for a while. <laughs> uh, you know what? That this is way off you're, base. You're a philanderer. I, I need you guys. I need some. I need some help from you. I, my nephew, TC's son, uh, Goose Gustav, keeps calling me. He can't say uncle. He keeps calling me Inky Neil, and I think it's like I'm like yeah, Inky Neil, and I feel like it's a great Inky descriptor. Neil, bad guy, bad guy. But I don't know what like Neil. what Inky should describe. You know, it, like I want so badly to describe someone on tour as inky. Like, God, that guy's so inky. But I don't know. It's like, is he, what's he doing? So I'm going to put that out to the people as well. Like, if you have a good description, like, who do you think the inkiest player on tour is? <laughs> and explain to me why that is. That's a, uh, that's a challenge. And, and, and if I get any good ones, maybe I'll dish out some pro shop credit or something. Luke in the chat but, uh, brings up an interesting point too about P. Did P resign his membership with the DP World Tour? I know he's a, honorary lifetime member i think at this point <laughs> that's or, a great or is, question or is lady j looking at a legal loop allegedly allegedly all that stuff of course of course um all right anything else from the italian open uh marco simone uh the world <laughs> uncle yost oh yeah solly met his uncle yost which is cool uh <laughs> we'll be thrilled to see that footage uh come out later but guys i want to get to the main event tonight I want to have a little golf check-in with you two. Brandy, uh, I know you've been all over the map. You had a little personal trip out to Bandon. Would like to hear a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. TC, you've been Mr. Worldwide. Uh, you know, Scotland, out to some some uh, U.S. and U.S. Women's Open media days, playing some, some heavyweight golf. I've had a couple of rounds, a couple of rounds recently. So I just want to get a check-in. So, Randy, let's start with you. Where did you, you play recently, yeah, Neil? I, I didn't catch uh, that. Let's start with you, big guy. Yeah. I went down. I got invited by a friend to go play down at Pine Valley, mm, Splash World. Yeah, I played around there earlier this week, and I I really liked it. it was shocker! <laughs> I really liked the course. It was really difficult. I Did you leave uh, a golf now review. No, I didn't. Uh, you know, advisor. I wanted to. They had the coolest thing is like the halfway house has like a million logoed golf balls, and I was like, I wanted to like leave an NLU one, but I kind of felt like that's the kind of thing that gets you like not asked to come back. Uh, so English I didn't marketing. do that. Um, but what? the, uh, the course is really cool. Very unique place. And I, I would say if you want a little breakdown, very cool. Did you tag the shitter? No, 
<laughs> no, I didn't. I kept, I was on my P's and Q's. I shot an 81. I made three birdies. I made three doubles. Randy, you'll love this. I made uh, all my doubles. I made putts over five feet for doubles. Those are good doubles. No no X's on the card. I mean, we're talking blue collar. Put your, made a double on one. Made like a, you know, uh, no, no. I two putted for double on one, which was still classy. Um, I started off like plus five. Uh, through no plus six through five, and then uh got got it back on the rails and birdied eight or no sorry birdied eleven birdied twelve and birdied seventeen and then I doubled eighteen which was super cool. Uh, so yeah, TC my favorite holes number eight was was really cool. I know a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> for those that do, number eight looks like it's got two different greens. It looks like the, this massive cavernous bunker. It looks like somebody's doing open heart surgery on the green, just ripping the sternum out. Very cool. Uh, 11 and 13, I think is probably one of the best holes I've ever played. The place reminded me so much, especially on the back nine of Bandon trails. I just kept thinking this is the inspiration for Bandon trails. And I think that's a compliment to both places because Bandon trails is one of my favorites. Did you get, uh, dressed down by anyone there? Kind of like no. the NGLA experience? No, no, I didn't go in the founder's locker room. Uh, I did not, you know, I honestly I didn't do anything wrong, which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that you really, know, really I was gonna say that I'm I know, sure well, you did something of. wrong, but I mean, honestly, probably me talking about this is is wrong. So that could be that could be wrong. But I felt like it was a pretty you know once you got once your name was on the list, very hospitable place. No, it, it felt is. like a like a summer camp for very very influential people. It's Randy. all about it felt the like golf. a bit of a Bohemian Grove on the East Coast. Not that I've been to the Bohemian Grove, but that's what I imagined it would be like. Uh, so very cool. Randy, the other thing I'd say that I really liked Please. about it was, uh, each hole is its own environment. So like, which is why I think it trails, like you don't see any of the holes from other holes. So everything's kind of a surprise when you turn the corner for the next tee. And, uh, I, I just feel like it, you know, a nice hike in the woods is, is the, the vibe you get. And wh while hiking in the woods, you're playing a very, you know, very, very good golf course. And I think it's it's so like a lot of the holes are just super intimidating, but like if you hit the shots, you know you can score. So it's it's it was pretty cool. So that's that's my update on golf this week. Uh, Randy, take take us take us for a spin around uh, around your golf game lately. I'd love to know where your handicap little handicap check in and and where have you played recently? Well, yeah, we. Um... I think it's out there, right? We, we, you and I had gone to the the greater Phoenix area at the end of February, was it? Beginning of March, uh, to, on a film project. to capture some content. Yeah, yeah just a, just a small art project that that you know we we felt like doing. So I played a couple times there. I made a random trip. Well, it wasn't random, but I made a trip down to Dallas and got to play Stevens Park with uh, Mr. Bob Sturm. Felt like I played well there. And then, yeah, the next... I can't believe you didn't stop in at TPC Craig Ranch. I know. While you were down there, too. I know. And then went out to Bandon on a on a fun trip. Guys, it was... Uh, first of all, anytime you go out to Bandon, of course, it's, it's just a wonderful place to be. April, the gorse was in full bloom. But, man, the weather was tough. Um, you got got. Yeah, we got got a little bit. The first day we arrived, we played sh uh, Sheep Ranch in the afternoon. I think I shot a 91, was very disappointed with that. Uh, you know, it, probably the easiest course there. 
and then we played we played each of the courses the the big bummer was the next morning was our trails day we got through four holes and literally it was coming down so hard that the greens were just pooling they they became unplayable um a true, a true splash world situation yeah sort of like uh for anybody that's watched tourist sauce when we were out at um monterey uh country club out there Pen- peninsula country with the club. with the water just flowing on the greens that was our trail so we walked off couldn't play um the rest of the trip you know the i think the big revelation was playing pack dunes in a south wind which was the first time i'd played it in a south wind it was a lot more manageable of a golf course i felt like in the south wind as opposed to what i've been playing uh before that in a north wind I don't think it bumps up my rankings at all. I think I would still put it uh, last among the banding courses. But God, that's such a sick block. <laughs> but it was it, it was more playable. So I, I do want to put that on the record. <laughs> Old Mac was great. We got hailed on, which was fun. Had to take about a 20-minute timeout. I was like, literally, I felt like an animal trying to take cover for, in the gorse. Um, Got got put in the cooler. Yeah, that that that's that. I think that's such an underrated walk. Old Mac is great. Um, and then Bandon is so sick. Dude. Yeah, I mean, all these rounds, Neil, are just kind of in the mid to upper eighties. I didn't make a a birdie on the whole Bandon trip, which kind of sucked. Uh, Whoa, that's incredible. There's some there's some options out there for you, big man. Oh, that's sick. Had some good looks too. God, I can't tell you how many good looks I had. Just what's the birdie count at for for 2023? Well, I played golf this morning at a little place called Cherry Hills here in Denver. Ever ever heard of, heard of, it? Heard of it? It's a William Flynn design. Going to be hosting the U.S. Amateur this summer. And, Bill Flynn. And I did make a birdie today, and so I I saw where I've made 11 birdies now in the year. Get him back That's to altitude. He start he starts feeding again. Yeah, can't, double can't digits for my guy. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I people will see. I played Pebble Beach. Got to play Pebble Beach as part of the the women's media day there. Um, that round is going to be on camera. I won't give too much away. And then that's well. Let me ask you yeah. this, Brandy. Generally, like not scoring, but striking it well. You know, I've I've felt like I've never hit my driver better. The the driver That's, is is really good. Gets me jacked up. The big change with our switch over to Titleist is they fit me into irons that are plus one point seven five inches, and all my Callaway irons were plus two inches. So I feel like there's just a little bit of adjustment. Uh, slightly shorter irons. You're still getting to know the hybrids too. And I'm still getting to know the hybrids. That's exactly right. You know where I think my my golf game has been suffering a little bit, Neil is. I got that really right-hand dominant tennis motion going. And so I got, I got to, I got to figure that out because all my misses are just really big hooks left. And I think that's just cause I'm like all right arm in my golf swing. Top spin guy. Yeah. I love it. But the, the driver's great. Um, the irons will be really good. I mean, when I hit them well, they're fantastic. Uh, the wedges are, are great. Um, the putter and I are still warming up to each other. Quite honestly, that was the big thing in Bandon. I think my combined feet of putts made in what five rounds was probably seventy feet. Um, well, it's not we great. got the whole season ahead of us. So actually, the the weather's turned here in Denver. 
uh it's spring has arrived so i'm i'm looking forward to to getting out here uh, a lot of city courses we have a roost major coming up the second weekend of june that i'm signed up for um so i, I feel optimistic about my game all in all tc give us a rundown where are you at oh man uh lot of a lot of different directions i can go i thought i was going to go to scotland i hadn't played much prior like i went to australia new zealand and then came home and didn't play a whole lot and then went straight off to scotland and uh took me a couple rounds to kind of get off the bus there uh driver is just continues to be awesome he completely eradicated the the, the high right spinny ball uh without without even putting the left miss in play either i'm just hitting fairway after fairway after fairway and <laughs> farther than i have and back to shorter a little bit shorter driver too which is huge um not a mini driver though no no, no. it's just like a 40 it's like a three quarters of an inch shorter it's like a 44.75 okay. what's the loft on your driver 11 i was i was wow. hitting a nine degree driver tuned down to eight before I'm still in a i'm still in an extra stiff shaft um an event is black now but uh but yeah the the that like i used to play a shorter driver and i don't know why i got away from it and being back to it i just feel like i have that much more control and timing with it um but yeah i'm like i'm hitting up on the ball the driver uh the driver off the deck is a weapon i can tee it low hit this little you know like low stinger draw with it now too it's crazy the three woods awesome um they put me in this 24 degree hybrid that has been a total game changer for me. Um, still getting used to the seven wood a little bit. And then uh, struggling with my irons a little bit, guys. Wedges are good. Chipping, chipping's fine. And the putter's been a revelation. The claw. I'm, I, TC's full-time uh, claw. Oh, I, I have not. I don't think I've hit a single putt outside of like a lag putt from off the green. I don't think I've hit a putt inside of 25 feet without the claw. Once you go Since to Since I it. went to oh, it so at nice. Falsterbo. So nice. On our Sweden trip. It was... I feel completely freed up. There's no yip at all. Um, I, I putted really, really well in California when we were there. Um, you know, playing off all sorts of different kinds of turf with the irons. I'm, I'm in the T100s. I'm not sure I'm good enough right now to be hitting the T100s. I think when I'm playing well. <laughs> Me and you both, I am. Me and you both. But, man, like, it just the, the, the miss hits aren't, you know, like I've got the T200 five iron. When I miss hit that thing, it still goes. When I miss hit the six iron, it doesn't go quite as far. That's a me problem. But you know, I'm kind of curious to. I may start. I've kind of got a wandering eye right now, looking at maybe more of a combo set than I than I currently have. Guys, so. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm. I wouldn't say the opposite boat, but I am just loving the the T100s. I'm hitting my irons really really well. And driver, I'm still figuring out the the. We've eliminated the left side of the golf course, but I'm kind of still trying to. I think I had a lot of gauze and bandages on my swing from uh, kind of self-diagnosing some issues. And so now I'm trying to like, you know, convince myself that left isn't a problem and and the right miss is is there a little bit. So we need to dial in the driver. couple things. Uh, well, first off, what's your handicap at, TC? We're playing tomorrow. So I'd, I'd like to know if you're logging these scores. I got to post a ton of scores. I didn't post. All right. Well, scores. why don't you do that before, like <laughs> I will. tonight, before, I will. before, uh, before well, it changes probably, overnight. It's probably going to go up. So it's not going to, uh, I'm at a 4.1 right now, which Solly was Sheesh. aghast when he had to give me oh, four shots at uh, that's, LACC. That's surprising. I'm, yeah. I was, uh, I'm up to a 3.1 from a 
a low last year of 1-9. But I kind of like my stats. I mean, last 20 rounds, high of 84, average of 78.6, which is down at, uh, like a stroke from the year before. And then a low score, Randy still that Pilgrim's run round, uh, 73. Oh, you played so well there. That I had. That was like my – like I, that score probably just got dropped, actually, that, now that I, I posted another one. But uh, the the scoring average is down, but I don't have anything – anything low you know what i'm saying it's a lot yeah. of like you know 76 77 but more consistent so i i like that randy what are we looking at with you how about 8.9 index at the moment i uh i just pulled it up i've logged 12 rounds in 2023 and uh my high is 91 my low is 79 my scoring average right now 85 and a half so it's it's fine i i, I need to get you had a little a goal better to be a six then we push you on the goals pod to get to a six. Yeah, so we're gonna have to do some work, but uh, I feel good. You know, uh, honestly, it, it felt good to come back here to Denver, play in some elevation, play a nice like Parkland course. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I overall, I, I like where I'm headed. I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna practice my ass off this summer mentally. So I feel like uh, one one thing I've got is just the. Um, you know, I, I I feel like I've I've made some <laughs> I've made some some structural improvements to the house. You know, I've done some some deferred maintenance, some things. Well, well hold on, is this do. the analogy? Because I wanted to make sure I put in here, uh, and and stole a couple of these from from my guy DJ Pie. But analogy time, my golf game right now is like what yeah, TC. It's yeah. like you're going that direction. It's like you know, I had some cracks in my foundation, so I'm trying sure. to uh, I'm trying to you know kind of solidify those be able to to look towards the next you know 20 years and not and not have to worry about anything i think something else is like i'm still getting used to i think changing all 14 clubs plus the ball at the same time is is tough and there's going to be some results yielded that are unexpected like as you go through that and i think that's where i'm at with the wedges is like figuring out all right like what are my spin rates what are my you know like getting the ball like i'm i'm hitting the ball like i used to hit it when i was in high school in a good way like i hit it's like tight draw and I've really shouted out my swing a lot and I'm not putting a ton of backspin on it. Whereas I worked for a long time on like eliminating the left miss and just trying to hit cuts. So I knew, especially with my irons, I knew exactly how far the ball was going to go. Didn't miss long, didn't miss short. I would just miss kind of left or right. And now I'm kind of back to like, all right, this is, you know, it's a good problem, but you know, I got to figure out this draw and figure out if, is that, is that my real shot shape or, you know, do I want to get back to hitting a cut? So I, I struggle with, is that my real shot shape or is that my shot shape on a perfect day? Like when the body's feeling good and everything's timed up and, and sometimes like, it's like, man, should I just not try to, if I'm not going to practice enough, should I aspire to hit it like that? If does that, yeah. does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Right. I, I struggle with that a little bit because I have a little bit of the same thing going on TC, like more so off the tee. And then something I've, I've struggled a little bit with adjusting to the new wedges, I think they're much better for me. But like, like I said earlier, I was hitting wedges that probably weren't good for me, but I learned how to hit them. And so like specifically, like I have more bounce now. I'm struggling. Cody saw it in Austin. I'm struggling out of the bunkers. And I've used bunker plays to be just, you know, something I celebrated in my game. And now I feel like I'm like, okay, let's make sure we take enough sand here. You know, we're thinking about good contact, Randy, which is never where you want to be. Uh, you know, that's... 
That's we're not thinking about you know getting it close. We're thinking about getting it out, and that's See, that's I, a total a opposite start. for me with the wedges. Like I I feel like I feel like I'm playing with an old friend that like I can get out of a bunker now for the first time, and you know like I'm I'm playing offense out of a bunker now. It's crazy. My chipping's gotten better. Uh, I'm still figuring out my my gapping with like my 48 and my like or my 47 and my 51 degree wedges. I'm kind of gonna try to change that up a little bit. One other thing, all these Kiwis just keep coming at me. TC, TC, where'd you play? Where'd you play down here? I, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I only played two golf courses when I was down there. So I'll, I will come back and make a proper return trip. I promise. Randy, you got a, uh, you got an analogy for your golf game right now. I've been, I've been a spot where it's, um, you know, it's the game showed no whammies right now. I, 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 <laughs> I just, you never quite know when they're coming during the round. It could be a catastrophic pull hook. Um, I've sprinkled in a few shanks. Uh, I shanked one this morning. That was, that was not good. So ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a good enough job really knowing where the golf ball is going and, and being able to miss in good spots. Um, when everything goes well, it's it feels great, it looks great, the results are great, but we we got some whammies popping up right now. So I feel like my golf rounds are no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> Every time I'm <laughs> over the ball. Neil, Neil, how's your uh have your patented ball flights made the trek with you as far as the like, F sixteen ball has know, the F sixteen, sure. the bad Santa, the the, the bad yeah, Santa's the definitely bucking the, the Tyler high. Yeah, you know I pull a Durden out every once in a while, but the chloroform ball's pretty pretty much been eliminated, which is cool to see. Um, I would say if I had an analogy for my game right now, it's it's kind of that star sh- that SpaceX Starship test launch, like test flight. Uh, it's like the You're results would indicate. Success, but- yeah, yeah, the results would indicate that that it you know it it was a, a kind of a failure early in the year. Like there was a uh, what what they call it, a rapid unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> yeah, in, in I was one, I was trying to Google what it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the, the automated flight, uh, explosion system was, was kicked in a few <laughs> times, but if you, if you talk to the experts, they're like the, the insiders, like, I feel like I'm hitting the ball. Good. I feel like we're, we're, we've crossed a few steps where it's like, oh yeah, the left ball's not there. You know, that's not why we're blowing up. It's like, oh, I just need to learn how to hit this wedge out of the bunker or I need to Randy, we, we may have destroyed the, launch the putter. Pad. Yeah, I played like the three rounds I played in in New York, other than this week at Pine Valley. Like the greens had all been just like frozen like a week before the greens were punched <laughs> and stuff. So it's like you know a little bit of like, hey, it's early season here. Surgery uh, but, was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> yeah, you know, the like patient from, ultimately from, succumbed. Yeah, but there wasn't much we could do, right? No, we listen. We got off. We're getting off the launch pad, but are we going to get to the moon yet or Mars? No, maybe not. We got some things we got to figure out, but I think we're, uh, we've got big things ahead. Uh, and, and this is going to allow us to take lots of payload into space. That's kind of where I'm at. Like we, we we're have building the, for uh, the future. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I have some big, uh, you know, I've, I'm signed up for two Met golf association events, the pub links in June, Randy, I'm playing in the Camargo member guest with my guy LB, Jesus. little bushy. 
uh, the strap boys are about fucking that. dead. Yeah, I mean, hey, these well, are invites, I, I, TC. The strap boys have always said they'll take invites. I'm just saying, they'll take, Cody, they'll take invites. I think the Met Pub Links will be the first uh, public round Neil's played in the <laughs> New York area. That's untrue. That's <laughs> like that's, three years. That's unfair. That's unfair. Yeah, come on. Do you, you even know a public golf course around there? Neil, Neil uh, was at a yeah, Quaker Ridge a couple I, weeks ago. That was for a charity outing. Come on. You know, they asked the, they asked the former kid to come out and play. What do you want me to do? Uh, Cody beat my doors off in Austin. Uh, that was not a public course that we played either. Um, so, you know. Seriously, listen, when's the last the time you played was, a public course? In Arizona? Last time I played a uh, – yeah, couple, I think so. But, but I hadn't really played golf since but it was like arizona then austin and then i played I I, the last three rounds I, I have been on a little bit of a heater <laughs> i i got went out with our guy bit. uh harbo on the refuge barry took we went out to rockaway hunting club had a delightful day played in some heavy wind uh quaker ridge was a scramble so that doesn't count and then i played well my god we did smoker spring training at liberty national tc's favorite spot and then Pine Valley. Yeah, I've been on a heater, Jesus. Randy. I'm not going to apologize for it. TC, I'm playing I'm playing Publix. I was down at Pebble Beach earlier this week. I was doing the pro-am at TPC Harding oh Park. You know I'm still you told, a strap boy. You told boy. me you didn't want to play Bel Air. Exactly. You said you wouldn't feel comfortable. You know I'm still a strap boy. That's, that's hey, Cherry Hills this morning. That's a one-off. <laughs> yeah, Cherry Hills. Come Shout on. Shout out to Ben on, Rector. I was playing with Ben Rector. He... he See, you take invites too. That's that's what this is all yeah. about. You can't say no. That'd be disrespectful. When he came down to Dallas, he he, he said that he played with Stern, which he did at Keaton, uh, uh, what I thought used to be a very good uh, public track in town. I was also present. He failed to mention that, but <laughs> the greens are coming back, big. I got good good oh, things well, reports. They, finally they, they couldn't up. have gotten any Bermuda's further away, back. so I guess that's We're good. coming uh, back. It, it takes heat to get that Bermuda going. Like Cody, a, let's like let's get an update from you. Where's your game stand? We're okay. You know, I kind of, I'm missing some things left, the wedges, uh, the bounce and everything. I Like, I absolutely love them. I'm just spinning the shit out of them. So all these, like, full swings and everything, I just have really, really bad spin control right now. But I think the guys will say, like, we played in the scramble. I think I held myself together okay. The day prior, I played at the, <laughs> the California Golf Club of San Francisco. I don't know if you've ever been there, Neil, but uh, Cal no, Club is nice. I, I, I played played great so uh we're in a good spot i think i'm still like a 1.9 uh but probably trending down so that's that's difficult happy uh, i'm preparing myself for the next atm match with you so we'll see when that uh when that's i'm gonna you know something i am excited about i i got a uh i kind of took the plunge and did a little five iron deal got a little simulator membership that i'm I'm gonna go in and and i'm gonna take driver driving iron and my putter and i'm gonna go over the next month and hit balls in the simulator just and get some work in in the morning and go in like you know i can go in when people are at work so i think i can go in and get like some time on the sim and i, I if that's what i have to do in new york city to to groove something off the tee that's what we're going to do but i want to do well in some of these competitive golf events i'm signed up for uh and of course randy the, the member guest season is upon course, us so we, we gotta get ready for that too neil, get that pro shop please credit. direct all inquiries to uh neil at no laying up of course of course let's look at my email out what are you doing man what are you doing i don't need that come on the bots are, might, are watching it could be some great invites rolling in yeah i know but you know you don't sometimes you don't want it because it's like i just don't have any time <laughs> 
keep playing. Guys, I, I figured out my putting so much to the point where I put a putting green in my backyard because I like hitting this Newport, this Scotty Cameron Newport so much. I just can't get enough of it. I just go out there and putt every night. What, what are you stimping at in the backyard, TC? I think it's like a nine five right now. I'm, I'm trying to trying to speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. It's it, there's this a is process turf, involved. Though. Correct. Yeah. There we go. Good stuff. Any uh, Randy, you got any like tournament golf coming up? You're gonna be hitting cups. Uh, the Roost Major. Shout out to uh, yeah the. The, the one here in Denver. Uh, the Herb Rollers? Yeah, the Herb Rollers. We're playing, uh, like I said, the second weekend of June. So that'll be, God, I hope we're hitting cups. I'll be hitting cups. Uh, not doing any, don't have any, like, you know, CGA tournament golf on the books. Doubt that will do any of that this summer. It doesn't have to be, like, that kind of tournament golf. I'm 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 actually trying to build all year. I'm, I'm signed up for the Roost New York Roost Club uh Roost Major, yeah, that's in September, though, so I got some time to work towards that and some of our events in the back half of the season. TC, you got any big events coming up? I just played in an Open Championship at uh, at uh, Dunaverty in Scotland, Western Scotland. Like a, like uh, a legit what one? What was it called? It's like a medal. It was like it was a medal. It was called the McVicker Open, Jock McVicker. That's awesome. It was, this, it was uh, in, in honor of this, this legendary sports writer uh, in Scotland. Uh yeah, it was great. I think we, I think we came in. It was like a best ball. It was a best ball Stableford thing. I think we came in second to last, but uh, I had a great time doing it. Played some competitive golf against against my friend Jim Hartzell, our friend Jim Hartzell. We're in Scotland. We had some, we had some great matches. We had an ongoing match throughout the entire trip going as well. So really, really excited about what we, what we filmed in Scotland. It's going to be. I don't think I've ever been this excited about a golf trip. It was awesome. How's the jet lag working out for you there, TC? I'm fine. I've been pretty fine. I think, you know, the London to LA flight was a little bit of a ball buster. Oh. Yeah. And then and then, and then I got my nasal surgery this week. Oh. So oh, big, yeah. big news. Yeah. TC, you know, I'm going TC's to the farm tomorrow and then <laughs> yeah. my surgery. Yeah. That's an invite from TC, Randy. I had to, I had, I had to go. Entrapment. I, you know, I entrapment. True, true entrapment. He's he's trying to lure me in with C-suite gifts. It's unbelievable. Uh, Cody, you got any competitive golf? I did. I signed up for the Mid-Am uh, qualifier. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'm signed up to play somewhere in Texas, but I'll be there. Mid-Am qualifier this year. And I, I so, sent it in Slack just for you guys to hold me accountable. Well, yeah, I wanted you to tell the people. Are, the, are you still hitting the Rangers facility for, for your practice? All the time. But I also, uh, two weeks ago, I played in the Tuesday night scramble at this beautiful muni called Keaton Park uh, down here in in Dallas. So uh, we, of course, won the Tuesday night scramble, the team that I was on. I plan on playing again tomorrow night. Awesome. You know, get out there. League starts at 530. Play nine holes. Get it in. Meet a lot of awesome people. Tons of NLU supporters. So excited to add it uh, to the schedule this week. And you know, who knows? I'm going to be the rest of my time this week is going to be up at Craig T. Nelson Ranch. Oh, so are you going up for I'll, it? Uh, of course. Oh, God. I So so a bunch of press releases came out last week or a couple weeks ago about how they fully enclosed one of those par threes. They yeah. call it Byron's Ranch or something like that. It's it's uh, oh. Stay, stay vigilant out there, Cody. Okay. Well, that's. I thought that's why you made me move to Dallas is because you wanted me to to stay on top of the 
the sportsman's club and everything else that we have running amok around here. The, the, the sportsmanship club, not the sportsmanship Sportsmanship, club. Very course. different. Well, the sportsman's club where I go. You no, I thought it was a salesmanship club. Sales- I thought there was a- <laughs> Ah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a sales thing. Come on. Cody, uh, you're, I mean, you're playing in more USGA qualifying events than uh, Taylor Gooch is this year. I thought that was kind of chicken shit from him to, to, you know, bitch about the exemption thing and then not and then not at least sign up for the U.S. Open sectional. Well, I don't know if it was an exemption. I mean, he was qualified. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, Listen, I, I don't hate to say it. I'm, I'm kind of. Team, I'm, like, I'm kind of team Gooch as well, but I would have at least like been like, you know what? If they're not going to let me in, I'm going to qualify my way in. Yeah, sure. I get that. But I also get his complaint. I think that was totally. just like a, it was petty a, on the uh, USGA's part. Unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, Randy, I feel like you wanted to get something in there for a well, second. You got a question? Great segue. I was just thinking about competitive golf. I uh, our our buddy. Props to uh, Matty B. Qualified through locals. We'll be playing in sectionals. Yeah. And if it works with my calendar, I'm going to try to go caddy for him at Springfield Country Club. Oh, he's doing Springfield? Yeah. He's hoping to do Springfield. Yeah. yeah. It's going yeah. to get confirmed in the next week or two. So nice. could, have, could have 36 holes of competitive looping in my future, hopefully. You have that in the cards, Big? You know, I'm a workhorse. I think I got it. <laughs> They let you take a, a little uh, a buggy for it, a little push Maybe guard. The second eighteen, I hope. <laughs> and and Randy, you saw it. You saw it in U.S. Open conditions when we had our event. I know. There. I know. Too. Yeah. You know. Um, God, people are still mad at you for those pin placements, TC. That was <laughs> sick. That was sweet. That was sick. Never apologize, TC. <laughs> you think they're going to give us that that much control this year at Frisco? No. Hope hope so. Yeah. Who? Who? who. <laughs> Watch the space. <laughs> I got a couple more things on the various stuff. Do we want to s- issue a statement about KVV's divot pattern? Uh, it was a tough scene. I mean, uh, you know, as he said, he doesn't warm up a lot on grass. He's more he's 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 hitting off turf a lot. I, I don't know. Is, this it's is Solly made a very good point. This is like a a a learned habit over time. Like this isn't something like this. This is this should be way better than what it is. This is like pre crime. Yes. It it needs to improve. Let's let's say that. But uh, you know, I don't think it's a, a I don't think you uh start playing golf and immediately know that you're supposed to put all your divots together on the range. Like I, I don't know when I re- found that out, but I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't want to make anybody mad." Randy Especially loves the supers, it Randy. Cuz he hates the supers. Uh, I know. Well, well you got to give him something to do. I th- I think they'll be okay. <laughs> I think it's a bit overblown. Randy, speaking of right, supers, he, yeah, what any else big you takeaways got? from uh, LACC or Pebble? I know you were just astonished at the uh, the size of the build out <laughs> at LACC. This guy loves loves a good build out. I I will say I I am very you know no sarcasm. Very much looking forward to the the men's open at LACC. I think it could be a fantastic venue on television. Uh, let's pray they they need it to be very firm to protect the course, some very wide fairways. But it's just a super cool setting. You're just in the heart of Los Angeles. Some really interesting holes. Uh, you can see a couple here on screen. I, I came away maybe as excited, more excited than I've been for a, a men's U.S. Open in, in quite a long time. And then the women, first time ever at Pebble. I mean, sign me up. 
if if the wind blows like it did on our media day, it was probably what twenty to twenty five sustained, and then yeah, thirty five gusts, gusts up into the thirties. Uh, if it does that for the women, oh, must see TV. I want to see how they handle that. It's it's going to be a a real battle of attrition. Yeah, I think LACC is going to be both an absolute spectacle on TV, one of the best U.S. Opens ever from a visual perspective and also like unless you're in a corporate box there it's going to be really hard to watch golf yeah i think like, there's a lot of logistics involved there's a lot of choke points there's certain like almost entire holes that crowds aren't going to be able to get back to um that, I mean, said, that sounds some, yeah like an la thing you totally. know <laughs> right, right. That, that's on yeah. on brand for for los angeles the mayor of um, la spoke at the at the media day, Randy was chatting her up. I love it. Um, the city's excited. Christy Yamaguchi and Brandy Chastain were at the U.S. Women's Open media day. Guys, what if I told you Brandy Chastain is a grandmother? That made my jaw drop. I'm like, how could that possibly be that she has grandchildren? That makes me feel so old. A couple other uh, news and notes. Shane Ryan had a really well-reported piece on pace of play. I still, you know, he wrote around with Gary Young towards chief referee i still don't still not down with like the well it's really complicated so we can't do anything to fix it it's like no like fucking figure it out guys yeah like let's try something lance 10 brook died uh this was a fascinating story did you guys see this one no i did i didn't get deep in it though he uh you know like obviously unfortunate that he passed away it sounded like he was he was pretty much a living legend last call lance was his nickname just kind of a lifer out there caddied and played in the same tournament so he missed the cut and then he hopped on the bag <laughs> to caddy you know caddied for jesper for a long time um just yeah just really like played <laughs> he got into a tournament as an alternate played two rounds with borrowed equipment shot 71 70 and then missed the cut by two shots and uh and then he and then he caddied for jesper uh at la cantera after that so uh yeah he, you know it just really really like interesting character that it, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot like him out on tour anymore these days. So um, Jim Furyk was named president's cup captain for the U S side for 2024 at Royal Montreal. That's exciting. You know, Jim's a good guy at some point. Something. Like I feel like the tour needs to bust out like Anthony Kim or something. Be like, Hey, you know what? Like we're trying to breathe some life into the president's cup. Like Anthony Kim help us out, man. <laughs> I would watch. That sounds exciting. Sounds that sounds exactly like something the tour would do. And and Anthony Kim. That sounds like he'd be all over it. Uh all right. Well, quick housekeeping section. And then I'm you guys, I'm gonna let you go. The bell's about to ring. Okay. I appreciate you guys. You you guys hanging out with with the with me and, and taking it easy on the sub. Uh so we got the uh sounds TC, I think people were digging the trap draw owners pod. Uh, I've already prepped for for episode yeah. two, so that's exciting. Uh, it sounds like you guys got a uh, a chop session coming coming down the pike this this week. We do. We already recorded. Yeah. What can people expect you to be monitoring this week? TC was 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 the oh well, I mean I, I think Jackson Mahomes getting arrested was probably the you know that was the, the lead the story. lead story. Yeah, uh, Jackson Mahomes kids' birthday parties in L.A. Um, a lot of seaweed potentially updates. coming to the yeah. There's there's a massive seaweed blob in the Atlantic <laughs> that we're monitoring. 
Okay, so, we don't want to spoil yeah, too much. Yeah. That's we'll, great we'll stuff, leave it there. guys. Thank yeah. you. Please go check out the Trap Draw wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we got some good LPGA content coming, of course. I'll I'll say this. Byron Nelson. Yeah, sorry, real quick. Uh, Tuesday is going to be an interview with Lilia Vu. She just won her first major, the Chevron. Cody, I mean, back me up here. I, I walked out of that interview. It was just like, if I could buy all the stock in Lilia as a person and a player, I, I couldn't literally could not have been more impressed. Yeah. Who are we buying more stock in? Yep. Maya or why? Well, no, he said that about Maya, but I'm buying. I mean, I love Maya and Maya has such a good head on her shoulders, but Lily, I'm buying. I've already put it in with my Schwab people. We will be buying all the stock when the market opens tomorrow morning. Okay, that's good to know. That's Randy. Like, Randy, good, you sound like a member tip. of Congress. This is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, buying all this stock. I know. We're about to vote that out. Don't worry about it. Uh, obviously, we got the KVV fitting video. Go drop a comment in there uh, if you want to win a Titleist driver fitting and a free driver potentially. Uh, make it pithy, make it droll. You know, do, do some good work. Okay. Quick take. We'll announce that next. We'll announce that next week. TC, we got a big week in the pro shop too. I just want to say, if, if you're not signed up for the newsletter, newsletter.nolayingup.com. We'll be putting out a bunch of rowback stuff this week, which is exciting, uh, along with some uh, some trap draw merch. Randy, mm. we've got some some uh, some themed T-shirts mm. going out. Uh, a lot of good stuff starting to flow into the pro shop over the next month or two. So that's good stuff. Um, and if you just want to go to the pro shop and take a look around, that stuff should be out Thursday. Uh, Nest members will get it uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and then Friday will be publicly available to the newsletter. That's store.nolayingup.com. Cody, did I miss anything? Nope. The only thing I'd add is that we got some, you know, film rooms that will roll out over the next month. Of course, we got uh, LACC. The trip there will be a film room. The trip to Pebble will be a film room. Uh, the boys out in Italy right now will we'll get a film room and a little bit of extra content out. And all that just normally comes out the week of maybe week prior of whatever major or Ryder Cup. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But everything else is, is We've been on the road, clean. man. We're, yep. we're grinding. Casey's grinding on the shop. I mean, a lot of, lot of, yeah, like a lot, a lot of hard work the last uh, couple months, which has been. It would be fun to watch it all come out, guys. Thanks for joining me. Uh, appreciate our sponsor, High Noon. Appreciate Titleist. Randy, go get your Athletic Greens. Uh, and I think that's a wrap. Cheers, Neil. Great job substitute teaching. I'm proud substitute of you. Substitute teaching. Amazing Rock job, Neil. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything.